Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome again to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me with your comments and suggestions at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. Well, I guess it's all about the weather, eh? There's no spoiler here. The game against Hampton and Richmond Borough was postponed. Tomorrow's game against Thurrock is postponed. And we might not even have Tuesday's Kent County Cup match against Maidstone. But even with the snow and without football, there's Charles. I recorded our conversation last week. We previewed the now postponed Hampton and Richmond Borough game as well as the distant 4-0 dismantling of Bromley in the FA Trophy. Hey, remember that? I guess it's only the weather that can stop the fleet. And other cliches. Here is my interview with Charles. I apologize for the audio. There's an intermittent hum, which I could not remove, uh, even with the mix down. Four nothing win over Bromley. Uh, three goals. Michael West. I don't know. What else? What is there to say about this team? Well, um, to me, the most interesting thing um, that happened this week really was after the disappointment of um, losing to Wimbledon. Uh, you'd never think the guys that had a setback when they came out on Tuesday. You know, they get over that disappointment real quick. They, uh, they, they played fantastically well on Tuesday evening, possibly uh, as well as I've seen them play all season. And you've got to remember that Romney has suffered the blue square south. Um, so they're a very good side. And this follows just a, a week or so ago when the police beat Welling 4 0 at Sandwich Road, another side in the, uh, the top four where we played them. And that, to me, is the most interesting part of this because, you know, we're playing sides of equal measure and we're, we're winning convincingly. And, uh, you know, we go and play a side like uh, the Wimbledon, a full division above us, and we, we, we fight them toe to toe. And, and, you know, we only lose the game, but I wish that. So I think really what the, the Bromley game is concerned was one that uh, we, we overcome defeat um, fairly quickly and we seem to get our, our heads together and back on the job. And two, you know, there's not a team in this division that can live with us when we're, we're on fire like this. That, that seems to be the case, I think, for the past two months. I, I totally agree. And um, so... Uh, Ashley Carew was out, and um, Hal uh, came in, um, and uh, another, you know, great result. So that's an interesting thing as well, because as good a player as Joe Howe is, I think we would all acknowledge that Ashley Carew is the most creative player in the side, and is the playmaker in the field. And to demolish Bromley four goals to nil, you know, the full Bromley first team, no excuses, no reserves, no substitutes. 
um, you know, they played their full first team and we were without our most creative big four player. And we still beat them 4 0. Well, I think that puts down a marker to the other sides in the league and, and certainly to Bromley when we face them at Sandridge Road in the league early in the new year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, uh, I, you know, I guess Liam's job for the rest of the season is just to keep the guys focused. And, uh, well, there's no reason to fear anybody, is there? Because now that we're out of the FA Cup, Wimbledon are the highest-placed team we can face for the rest of the season because the FA Trophy is the um, only competition other than the Kent Senior Cup uh, which will possibly um, put, put us against teams not from the Blue Square South, uh, the first one being Hazen Redding on December the 11th. Uh, but a great birthday present that will be for me if we win that day. Boy. Um, but if we can compete um, toe to toe against Wimbledon um, and they're top of the Blue Square Premier, then bring it on. Bring on Hayes, bring on Weston, bring on anybody.
Bill Carpenter. Um, I guess my main concern would be putting in new players first match they're trying to impress can always be a problem uh, for us. Well, I think Hayes, um, sorry, I beg your pardon, Hampton and Richmond um, are struggling at the moment. I think there's um, some restraints caused by finances. I think they've had um, a turnover of players where some of the better players have gone. Um, I was last over at the, the ground um, two years ago for pre-season friendly against the full West Ham United side. And the reason they had that is their manager is the former West Ham legend, Alan Devonshire. And he's been there a number of years, and he's done a pretty good job of keeping them afloat and keeping them at a decent standard of football. But uh, I think this year he's finding life uh, quite hard financially. And I think, uh, from what I'm told, they've got quite a young side, a relatively inexperienced side. And this may be one of the, those games where the likes of Paul Elaine and Callum Willis um, and Ram Marwa, uh, you know, their experience is going to prove invaluable um, to give us the edge uh, against a side that's going to be hungry, competitive, but maybe, um, you know, not with the, the same level of experience that we've got. And they must look at our away form and think, uh-oh, it's going to be a tough game. Right, right. And uh, tomorrow's game will be well, it will as long as I don't lose my voice. Um, but as you know, I've been out with my family this evening uh, to uh, a bowling alley, and, and while we were uh, bowling, my daughter crashed us. She she won the crown this evening. Um, I've noticed I've got a very very sore throat, so I'm going to be taking some uh, uh, lemsip or hot black count or whatever to, to stave off the advancing sore throat, and hopefully I'll be able to get through it and um, and give you a commentary. Of the game. I mean, even if it's uh, a croaking uh, Lord Chaz, I'll be there doing the commentary. All right, well then, uh, let me make this short, because uh, I want to <laughs> save you for the broadcast. Well, maybe a few sniffs and coughs and splutters, but uh, I'll get you used to that anyway. Well, um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. Uh, just, uh, you know, we've spoken uh, about higher level and really preparing them. We know that I think uh, he's a great motivator. We haven't talked about that specifically, but I was wondering, what about as a teacher? You know, I, I don't, this came up as I was um, uh, here in the, the New York Mets, uh, hired a new manager, and he was um, spoken of as a great teacher. He said, you know, you have to teach your players even at the highest, high level. So I was just wondering,
he identifies the type of player that he brings to the club, the character. Um, you know, he, he, he was referring um, recently uh, to the fact that in his time at the club, he's only had one, maybe two examples of players that were not good around the dressing room. You know, they were bad characters. And he was a very good judge of a character. And that is the beginning of the teaching process, because he gets players in that he can work with that's got a, a decent level of skill and ability and fitness, and then he works with it. And, you know, he's one of these guys that, you know, it's an old saying in sports, you know, when the, when the coach starts, um, you know, saying things around the dressing room, uh, you know, sometimes the players... They're not listening, and, and they say, "Yeah, okay. Well, you know, if you know so much, show us your medal." Well, you know, Liam's played international football for the Republic of Ireland. You know, he's played at the highest level. You know, Liam can clearly back up what he says. And I'm told that on the training field, even now, uh, Liam and Paul McCarthy, they're formidable opponents for the young players, uh, and they can, you know, spray the passes around and hit the ball and and do stuff that. Uh, the guys around them can only look on in, in awe. So, you know, I think what Liam plants um, immediately is respect, and, and the players are prepared to take on board what he's teaching them, what he's telling them, what he's showing them. I think the same goes for Paul McCarthy, for Ronnie Gilliard, for Ian Docker, the management team. Um, you know, because if Liam trusts them, the players should trust him. And, uh, and I think that's what it amounts to, that Ian demonstrates that he will look after the players and defend them with his life, but he expects them to do the same in return. And so builds up this amazing bond and this fantastic camaraderie within the squad, which, quite frankly, is one of the foundations of why we're doing so well now. Wow, yeah. All right. Um... I'm amazed he's still with us um, because he's got a great reputation in the game. Uh, the results speak for themselves. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough to have him for almost six years now. We're six years in February. Um, he's taken us to Wembley. He kept us in the uh, Blue Square Premier against the odds. You know, when the odds just got stacked against him too much, obviously we went down, but we went down fighting. And even last season, I think everybody will agree that the side that we finished the season with was a better side than the one we started with. And we all know that that was a, a bit of a problem with finances at the start of the season. But this year, he's made some adjustments. And look at the look at the fruits that we're all enjoying. And the football is as good as I've seen down there for years. And, uh, you know, the quality of the players, you know, you go through the side, you know, people like Preston Edwards, Michael West, you know, Callum Willett, Tom Phipps. It, it, it's extraordinary. Actually, I mean, Tom Phipps was a youngster in the, in the fleet setup that nobody had heard of before the start of this season. But Ian said he's going to be the player to watch, and by golly, it's true. Wow. Amazing, amazing. All right. This, this is uh, already, this season, is a bit of a roller coaster ride. And uh, I can recommend that everybody should buckle up. Hold on tight, because it's going to get very, very exciting. Wow. 
All right. Well, um, do you have anything else uh, you want to talk about? Um, no, that will do for me for this week. I mean, we're over here in, uh, in North Kent, we're um, waiting the imminent arrival of snow. And it's being forecast to, to arrive over the next couple of days. Now, we have a home game, I think, next Saturday against Thurrock. Um, so we've just got to watch the weather forecast and, and hope that the weather doesn't affect that fixture. Um, but I know you guys in North America, you're hardly sold. And you have about 25 feet of snow in upstate New York and throughout about the Midland area. But uh, we get one inch of snow and the whole country comes to a halt. <laughs> so, uh, so we're expecting some snow in the next couple of days, but uh, hopefully it will have passed through by the time next weekend comes around. But share a thought for us when we have our one inch of snow, uh, when you're driving to work with chains on your tyres and snow plows and everything else. Right. All right. Well, uh, Charles, let me let you go. And, um, good to speak to you. Well, yes, yes, we'll talk next week. Okay. You take care. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye. Come on, please. Yes. Bye. Bye. Charles, by the way, at the end of our conversation, there was a beep, a beeping, and that would be the incoming call of my wife trying to reach me as I was talking to Charles. Now, I knew she was calling, so you could tell by the tone of my voice that I needed to say goodbye to Charles quickly and talk to my wife. Uh, I had promised her that I was going to leave the house at 4 and pick her up by 5. And right before I left, I said, let me give Charles one more call, because I've been trying to reach him all day. Well, I finally reached him, and, you know, one minute turned into 20. And I was late. But it all turned out okay. Uh, I need to better manage my time. And now on to MyFC trial. Listeners, if you're enjoying the MyFC experience, why not pass it on to your friends and family? Have them go to MyFCTrial.com for a free 30-day membership. Pass it on. Well, even though the men's team didn't play, there was plenty of action at other levels. Thanks to Ed Miller for his fleet news reports. That's where I'm getting my news from. Go to ebsfleetunited.co.uk for the latest team news. Fleet Reserves won 4-0 over Bishop Stortford. That would be our third straight win. 12 points in 8 games for the Reserves, moving us up to 4th place. The important news for that game was Scott Ginty returning to form. He scored a goal, and hopefully... He can break into the lineup, but, you know, the men's team is real solid, and I don't know how, how he's going to break into the starting lineup. Uh, Fleet Academy lost 1-0 uh, to Basingstoke Town in the Football Conference Youth Alliance Cup. On to the ladies. The Ladies Kent FA County Women's Cup set for November 28th, was postponed. They are set to face Maidstone again this Sunday at Maidstone. Wouldn't surprise me if that game were also postponed. Well, that's all I have for you today. Don't forget the websites, myfootballclub.co.uk for all your My Football Club news, absoluteunited.co.uk 
for all your Ebbs Fleet team news. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com backslash myfootballclub, and on Twitter at twitter.com backslash myfootballclub. Until next time, this is your humble narrator signing off. Up the fleet. Thank you.